You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. Welcome back to Strongman Radio. Where we do things and stuff. Sometimes we chit-chat. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we're, I, we're back. Like, it's a, another week in a row. It's super I exciting. I feel like it's really exciting. We've had a lot of sporadic weeks. <laughs> so, this week, I'm super excited. Um, I'm Actually, I should have asked you how to pronounce your name. I've always said it was Nia Shanks, but I'm realizing now that maybe it's like Nia or something. How do you no, pronounce you your name? No, you had it. Nia, okay. You had it. So, I first came across your blog um, when you posted an article about, um, it was like a picture of a cupcake, and it was something like, you know, you should, like... It was a tricky kind of title, like, you know, what you should feel bad about uh, when you eat or something. And then when you clicked into the post, it was like, nothing. Get the fuck over it and just make choices that are better tomorrow. (laughs) And um, it was, like, full of body positivity, body love. And I was like, who is this person? She, She needs to be my bestie. And so I kind of binged on your blog a little bit because I'm a blogger and I like blogs (laughs) blogs <laughs> I haven't read, read, a, I haven't read a novel in like 10 years but I read a lot on the internet and um and I think that your message and who you are will connect really well with our audience um I happen to be paleo and I have a paleo blog and um a lot of our listeners are paleo but also a lot of our listeners aren't paleo and are just Girls. They're probably more like me. Girls who like to lift heavy things. We just lift heavy things and eat all the things. Well, you try. <laughs> and sometimes not eating. You try to make good choices because it helps your performance, yeah. right? Sometimes I make good choices. Other times I have ties to next to the It rack. looks delicious. <laughs> She's got about a fifth of the thing left, and I'm like... It's I all whipped cream. Now. I could just finish that for you. It's fine. Um, so maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your blog um and your podcast lift like a girl probably has a lot of the same topics i think that um it will really resonate with a lot of our listeners who you know for whatever reason or not are thinking about foods or thinking about their bodies um and i i just i really i'm like i want to just chit chat with you and have you be my bestie because i'm telling you we're gonna like each other i don't know if you know this or not but you guys are already besties (laughs) because she's decided because i've decided (laughs) no i'm good with that for sure and yeah and thank you uh for having me on i appreciate the compliments on the website and appreciate you taking the time to binge read that's always that's always fun to hear but basically and i actually posted an article about this this week that was a rant of sorts just about how frustrating at times the fitness industry, the health and fitness industry can be, especially in regards to women. 
I mean, you can just go grab a magazine off a shelf and you'll, you'll see it. Nothing's on there except these, how to eat less, how to weigh less, lose up to 10 pounds this week, get sexy abs with these few moves. You know, it's just all about essentially teaching women how to trick themselves into eating less, how to look better. It's all just about how we look because we are in a world that basically tries to judge us and value us based on our physical appearance alone. And it's, it not only aggravates me, but I see the damage that it's doing to amazing women. I mean, there are women who are revolving their lives around what they eat to the point where they're constantly obsessing over food. They're constantly thinking about food. They assess everything they put in their mouth asking, is this going to make me fat or am I going to be good if I eat this? And it's just, it's doing more harm than good because health and fitness, it's, it should be something that you do because it makes every part of your life better. It should be an empowering it should be, it should just be empowering. It should make you a better version of yourself. It should make your daily tasks of life easier. It should improve your health. It should just make you feel better in every way possible. But in a lot of ways, health and fitness is the complete opposite of that. And the article you referenced, it was, uh, I can't remember the, the, it was called damage control. What should you do if you overindulge? Because I get that question so many times. Because people think that if they overeat or if they eat too many sweets, they think they have to try to fast for a long period of time, or they have to do a cleanse, or they have to do an extra workout. And my response is no, you just move on. You just forget that it happened. Try to learn what you can from it. So you can perhaps make a better choice next time you're in that situation, but just forget about it and move on. You don't need to punish yourself. You didn't do anything wrong. You're not a bad person because you decided to eat a few cupcakes or pizza and beer or whatever. And I just, I really want people to understand that if your health and fitness habits don't empower you and don't make you feel awesome about yourself, then something is very wrong. Don't you just love that? Yeah, I'm totally on board. Right? It's going to be besties, right? <laughs> Internet high five. Oh, Wee! Oh, sorry, I just knocked out. We're this new arrangement. <laughs> super high tech. We're sharing earbuds. It's, um, it's really intimate. We're getting really close. Stacey um, doesn't even like to look at me I don't, on podcast. So can you talk, like, what... What kind of got you into this message? Because I think all of our listeners are kind of fist punching right now. I don't, if somebody just is like, I am not on board with this, it's probably time to tune off. Um, <laughs> but like, what, what got you into like this powerful message and, and just fitness, like your approach to fitness in general? Yeah, a lot of it, a, a lot of my passion for what we just discussed a second ago developed a lot of from personal experiences. I mean, I've always been physically active. My mom was the first woman personal trainer in our town, and I just naturally followed in her footsteps. And so growing up, I just ate healthy. It's just something we did. I didn't think there was any other way. But once I became a certified personal trainer at 19, I was reading more nutrition information because I wanted to, you know, further my education. I wanted to understand these diets that people said they were on, learn about calories, macronutrients, all that fantastic crap. And once I started doing that, I slowly became more aware of what I was eating and out of curiosity started tracking calories and counting grams of protein and fat. And so kind of just this innocent self-experimentation kind of snowballed into me actually going on diets, restricting foods I hadn't restricted before, counting all of my calories and making sure that I didn't go over a certain point every day. And this eventually led to really bad disordered eating habits and some and three and a half years of really bad binge eating. And on top of all of that, one thing just kind of led to another. I was binge eating, so I put on 
I can't remember. I think it's like 30 pounds or something over a period of time. So then I hated my body. I hated myself because I felt like a hypocrite because I was a personal trainer, but I couldn't control what I was eating. My workouts were fueled by nothing but thoughts of disgust. I wanted to lose fat. I wanted to burn calories. I couldn't stand how I looked. So all of this was just a culmination of it was just a gigantic ball of crap is what it was. And I was just stuck in it and I was miserable and breaking free from that. Once I was finally able to kind of come up with my own plan, because I had tried diets and other things to try to get over that. But the lesson I learned is that a diet is not the solution to a problem that a diet, another diet probably started. And so I finally started to do things on my own. And that's how I developed what I call sane and simple nutrition, just basic principles that I follow. And then I also realized that I also had to change my approach to fitness. Working out, you can't work out because you hate how you look. That cannot be the reason you work out. You need to have a better, more empowering reason to work out. And that's when I became determined to focus on nothing but my, but my performance in the gym. Every workout was just about getting a little stronger, doing a little better than I did last week. Nothing else. I didn't have to, if I got done with my workout in 30 minutes, so be it. That's all that mattered. And that really allowed me to become appreciative of how, of how my body could perform because so often as women, we focus exclusively on how our bodies look and we obsess over how our bodies look. But I was finally becoming proud of what my body could do. So I appreciated it in a whole new way. And then it was kind of from, from these experiences that I started my blog. I started sharing my thoughts and my experiences and that other women chimed in and said, oh my gosh, I've, I'm, I've gone through the same thing or I'm going through the same thing and I hate it. And uh, it just, it became a passion to really help other women say, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to judge ourselves by the number on the scale. You don't have to weigh yourself every morning. And if it goes up a pound or two, you don't have to let your whole day be ruined by that. It's just really showing people this can be simple. It can be something that makes you better. It can be something that adds enjoyment to the rest of your life. And that was a very long rant. And for that, I apologize. <laughs> Do not apologize. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are all about the soapbox on this like, podcast. <laughs> I didn't know if you, like, left the room, got a oh, no. No. back. No, we were, we're just really into it. <laughs> we're both like, yes. oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. yes. All um, those things. Because I, I don't know how many times I have actually said or even put in writing on blog and social media like it's not about what your body looks like it's about what your body can do and how your body feels right so it's like you know don't don't do things to your body and that could be overtraining under eating overeating under training whatever it is that causes your body to not feel its best right so like be aware of those kinds of things and and focus like you said for me on performance drives me to make better choices because I know, um, for example, I drank a lot on July 4th, which was a Saturday, <laughs> and then I had to train on Sunday, and it was not a good day in the gym. It was a questionable life It choice. was really not. It wasn't questionable. It just was not a good life choice. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's good to know for people, yeah, don't, don't feel bad. Don't, you know, this, this idea of damage control and guilt isn't something that's healthy, but if you really are focused on performance, you'll be more likely to make decisions that lead to good results because you're not going to want to feel the way that I felt that Sunday. I think for me, it's like a lot of the time I'll work out with like a goal in mind and other times I'm just like so in my headspace about like, oh, I should look and feel this way mm -hmm. when I don't look and feel that way. And it's like, no matter... Just because of, I guess, how growing up or the what society puts on you, you always somehow get back to that headspace and you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> like, hey, 
Get out of your head. It's okay. You can do this. Like, just lift big and don't worry about it. Especially in our sport. Yeah, the struggle is real. Like, that that never goes away. Like, there are still days where I look in the mirror and I have negative self-talk. Oh, me too. But, (laughs) But I've learned, like, this is not healthy. This is right. not good. You know, like, move on. Get over it. Think about something else. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really nice that, like, there's other women out there that are always like, okay, I'm checking myself, so you can check yourself, and it's gonna be okay. Right. We're gonna get over it. Let's all yeah. be sisterhoods <clears throat> of the barbell. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all have our bad days, and I think the goal is just to simply minimize those days or make them less frequent. And I do want to kind of interject, as some people think I'm saying something I'm not, they think I'm saying there's something wrong with working out because you want to look better. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with wanting to change your physical appearance. I'm simply suggesting that there's a better way to go about achieving those goals. I mean, you don't, you shouldn't be driven by hatred for your body to make change. That's what I'm arguing against. There's it should nothing be more wrong like with... self-love. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it should. You should love yourself now. And some people are like, why well, weigh 230 pounds? I don't give a crap how much you weigh. You should still love yourself today. You should be making better choices because you love yourself. You're trying to become better. Those are the things that should drive your actions. Not thinking someday I'll love my body when I weigh X amount. That's crap. I mean, you need to find a way to be positive about your focus right now, this moment. Yeah. I personally practice that I still love myself and I weigh more than 230 pounds. That's okay. Um, no, it's fine. I'm just saying that. And yeah, that's, that's the that's, point is it's you be who the hell you want to be. Yeah. You do what makes you happy. And right, that's another problem. Because no one else cares about what you actually care about because you're the one that has to look in the mirror every day. Yeah. And even if they do care, who cares? Even no, if why they, do you care what they care? Nobody's opinion means anything. Whether they compliment you, if somebody sings praises to you, oh, you're gorgeous, I love you, your body is perfect, does that really impact you? And then if one person says, oh, I hate how you look, so what? Who cares either way? The important thing is that you're happy doing what you're doing, living the life you want to live. That is the only damn thing that matters, damn. period. And that's go, the place. Girl. And this is another article I wrote the other week about this fit and fat shaming crap that's driving me insane. Oh, yeah. Like, can we quit commenting on everybody's bodies? Do you. I'll do me. We'll all go on and be happy. Yeah, I just, mean, just, just leave me alone. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's interesting because I've, I've kind of had this philosophy and I've been on the soapbox for probably about two years now. And I've successfully converted most of my social media followers to saying things like, you look great, to instead saying things like, that's a great lift. Um, and occasionally someone will come on and like I had someone last week that said you're looking really good. Have you lost weight? And I was like, that's irrespective of anything. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I have PR'd. So I was like, why, are, why is this even something that we're talking about? And I think, and I think that context is really helpful for people to know, like, first of all, it's none of anybody's business. If you're mm-hmm. gaining weight or losing weight, or if you look good, or if you don't look good. And it's only because of this societal standard of judging like you were other. saying, yeah, <laughs> judging each other and these shape magazines of you should be smaller, or you should mm-hmm. do this, or you should do that. Like, no one is ever perfect. Even when they have plastic surgery and they're working out all day. Just Photoshop. And they're eating only <laughs> carrots. Like, there's still something about that person that they're not going to be happy with. So you're never going to achieve happiness by trying to be perfect. And I think the idea of accepting yourself and loving yourself and trying 
to do your very best to be healthy and to be strong and to be whatever your goals are is a much healthier mindset than feeling like, oh, I should look like this or I should be this. Like, I just, I hate that word should because I think all it does is impart this Mm -hmm. negative tone. It implies that you've failed at something already and you haven't failed at anything other than imperfection because those things are unattainable even to the people themselves in the cover of those magazines or whatever it is. Well, you know? but, but that's the problem. What's what's perfection? Yeah. There's no there's no single definition of perfection regarding how people look. I mean it's completely subjective. Who's to say that being five six and hundred and thirty pounds and sixteen percent body fat is that is that perfect? I mean, not to no, my husband. No, it's not. No, but I'm saying this is the problem: is people yeah. use this language that is completely subjective. Yeah, it, there's no one perfect. Like, there's no one size fits all. It's it's up to the individual because we're not all the same height. We don't all have the same biomechanics. We don't all have the same previous uh, history of injuries. There's just so many things that make us all unique not just in our physical makeup, but in our experiences to where that word perfection, I hate when people say that in a sense saying, Oh, I want to be perfect. Well, you know, whatever that means, you know, it means different things to different people. And that's fine because there are some people that think I look awesome. There are some people that are grossed out by me and that's fine. It doesn't matter. What matters is I'm happy and you're, you're happy how you look and doing what you can do. So who gives a crap what anybody else thinks? And that's just, I, 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 I'm going to go off on a rant again, but this is, <laughs> this is the problem. Women feel, we feel compelled to look a certain way because society says this is how women should look when we, and we don't take the time to stop and ask, what do I really want? What's going to make me happy? You know what I mean? That's right. the most important thing. So how do you, I guess, well, how did you launch like the lift like a girl brand and like, what was your biggest win since you've done so? I cannot remember how I cannot remember honestly how the lift like a girl came about. I think I was more being kind of, you know, a lot of people use you do this like a girl is an insult. Yeah, yeah. I think I was just being fun with it, saying, "Well, I lift like a girl because you know, no, it's awesome. I'm pretty straight. Hell yeah, damn right. You know, when I used to deadlift a lot, I'd be pulling three fifteen like it was nothing. The guy be pulling you know, less than 200 beside me, he'd be looking at me weird. I love like, that every cool. time. Every yeah, I'm like, time hey, I love it. Yeah, I lift like a girl. You should give it a try. It's awesome. But I don't remember how it started. Um, the things that really started uh, to when things took off, at least in my perspective, was when I started getting these messages daily from women just thanking me for the information, just saying I've helped them and, and shown them how simple this can be. And so many women. I wrote a couple articles on binge eating and then even wrote a book on it, basically sharing my personal experiences and the things I did to break free. I never, never, ever, ever expected to receive so many messages from people saying that they identified with that and that my, my story helped them. And that's to me, what's, what's taken off as far as, I mean, that's how I judge my success is do I keep getting these messages every day and every week? Am I making an impact in somebody's life? Because if I am, then I'm doing something very right. And as long as I keep getting those positive messages every week, that's I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's an amazing way to to think about it. And I try to focus on the same thing Um, in terms of like, am I helping people versus, you know, what's a stat or did I make this certain, you know, level of sales or whatever, like, it's it's genuinely reaching people by being honest and open that I think really makes a difference because even if you have, I'm, I'm not saying that it's about less or more, but even if you had more people coming, if you're not actually reaching them and making a difference, then to me, that's not my goal. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to 
to reach people. So, okay, we've got that. You're <laughs> badass. We're we're seeing eye to eye. I'm drinking your Kool Aid. <laughs> what do you do? What what's your sport? I actually don't have one right now. I was oh. into powerlifting for a while because so you're, I... you're going to take on Strongman next week. Strongman, am I? <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would be up for trying anything. The only problem is I didn't train very smart. My goal was a triple bodyweight deadlift. I was only 45 pounds. Well, only kind of in quotes, 45 pounds away. And I was so impatient that I kept, my back was bothering me and I was stubborn and stupid and just kept pushing and got that pain worse and worse Mm -hmm. and worse until finally it just jacked me up pretty well. We know that feels. So, (laughs) oh man. Yeah. And I'm finally to the point where I'm not in pain and I've been doing mostly body weight stuff and dumbbell stuff and to a lot of people that sounds boring but I've actually found ways to make it challenging to where I'm able to do more advanced body weight exercises and it's I'm still getting strong just you know in a completely different way than what I'm used to but it's it's something that keeps me motivated to keep pushing to see you know see what I can do like when once I was able to bust out you know I had to set new goals once I couldn't deadlift or squat mm-hmm. heavy I wouldn't I had to find things to challenge me it's like how can I keep getting strong without lifting a heavy bar and so one of the first things I said I wanted to be able to do were handstand push-ups. So that was a goal, and I nailed those. So I can do handstand push-ups and then bust out pistols, and then I wanted to get my grip stronger, so doing chin-ups with a towel as a grip and stuff. So I'm just trying to find ways to challenge myself through this different way of training because right now the most important thing for me is just staying pain-free um, because if you're in pain just, just taking your dog for a walk, something is terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, we've uh, we've totally had those um, those shows about explaining <clears throat> to people not to, you know, push on and oh, yeah. not not rest and not that kind of stuff because you don't want to end <laughs> up kind of where you are like, now, which is oh, unable yeah. to do anything at all. So. Oh, dumbass! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never would have let. Oh, I knew I was an idiot because there's no way in hell I'd have let a client do that. I know better, but it was just my ego, man. Right. I love deadlifting <laughs> every week. I was like, yes. oh, three hundred. I still remember the really crappy workout. I had pulled three hundred for a triple one week, and the next week I was like, I'm gonna pull it for four. <laughs> warm-ups felt like crap kept throwing weight on the bar warm-ups kept feeling like crap kept throwing more weight on the bar pulled it twice and uh it did not come up a third time and that's pretty much what that was pretty much the beginning of the end for me was just being stupid i knew better i very well knew better but i was just so impatient you know i was like i'm this close to a triple bodyweight deadlift man but it lesson learned and uh so i don't i don't know if i'll ever get back to it or not but don't be an idiot like me. That's your lesson of the day. <laughs> if your well, body says stop, stop. There, there's a lot of back in strongman, so maybe, maybe, maybe not maybe jumping not yet. into that right now. Baby strongman. Well, it's a, it's you get a new pole, which is my other sport. Oh yeah, <laughs> yoga. Well, she's. It sounds like she, um, there are some yoga people and pole people out there who are doing Hell some strong. body weight stuff that, like, I don't even understand how it's happening. It just boggles my mind. <laughs> you clearly don't know me well enough. Me doing pole. Like, I could probably spin for a second, and then it'd be, like, straight to face plant to the floor, and then I'd be knocked out. <laughs> I believe out. in I'm, you. I, no, honey, no. I The graceful part of things. Oh, no, I'm not graceful. No one said yeah, I was graceful. Well, see, I'm not, not going to be spinning on But I got grip strength, so like, hold on for dear life. People would pay me not to swing on <laughs> like, Just stop. You're doing it wrong. So <laughs> you mentioned earlier clients. Do you do programming? Do you meet with people? How does that work? If, if someone's feeling all inspired, like what, what, how is it that you work out with people? 
yeah not right now with, but work with people <laughs> yeah right now I've, i'm doing everything online to where i do distance coaching where it is i'll design a program for whatever it is they want and then include some bi-weekly video chats to make sure things going okay and then also for people that just identify with my personal experience about you know valuing yourself based on how you look and having disordered eating patterns and just wanting to simplify things i also do 60 minute consultations we just discuss whatever their biggest issues are, come up with a game plan to get them on the track to success where they're they're feeling good and that they do feel like this is something that's empowering to them. So those are the two main ways that I work directly with people now. That's cool. Cool. People, uh, we were just talking last week about people looking for programming and things because they have a hard time getting started in whatever their sport might be. You know, they live in a small town and all they've got is like a gold's gym and they want to know how can I get into um, lifting, strength lift, sports, yeah, lifting or, or whatever. whatever. So yeah. it's cool that you're offering a an online programming thing, and hopefully, people who have sent us many questions about how do I get started, here you go. Here's the resource <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so oh. that said, what would your kind of recommendation be for someone who wants to start or is kind of um, doesn't have a lot of resources directly in their disposal? Yeah, the first thing I encourage people is to be realistic up front about what you know you can dedicate your time to. A lot of people think when they start strength training, they say, oh, I'll, I'll work out four to five days a week. And I'll ask them, what is that practical? Can you truly go to the gym four or five days a week consistently for several months on end? And then that's when some people kind of think and they're like, well, you know, no, realistically, I can only go to the gym three times a week. I say, okay, well, there, there's your first clue is you need to follow a plan that has you in the gym just three days a week because you can still accomplish a lot. The important thing is that you set yourself up for success from the very beginning. And then beyond that, it really just depends on either personal preferences Maybe somebody really wants to learn certain lifts and also the equipment they have available. Um, and also kind of age, like for people that I work with that are what I like to call more mature, beautiful badasses. <laughs> I'll have them do quite a bit more dumbbell and body weight work as opposed to really heavy barbells just because it seems to be much more joint friendly and they seem to be able to pick up those exercises easier. So I don't want to throw too much into it, but basically it comes down to doing uh, just some of the best compound exercises you can do, whether that is with just body weight, dumbbells, barbells, whatever you have available. You just want to use the best big compound exercises you can do, such as squat variations, single leg squat variations, and then, of course, your upper body presses and pulls. And just simply focus on learning correct form from the beginning and then gradual progression, just getting stronger whenever you can over time. That's usually the way I structure things. Do you have a favorite movement you like to teach people? Again, this it's very it very much depends on what they have. Usually, if somebody is determined to use free weights, uh, some of my favorite exercises to use is my philosophy. When you're teaching somebody a new skill, you need to teach them things they can learn very quickly, because you don't want to teach somebody a hang clean the first day they lift weights because that's a very technical lift and they'll probably get it wrong and then they're going to be very discouraged. So I try to find the exercises that are the easiest for people to learn so they can have a good workout from day one. So one of my favorite exercises is a goblet squat variation. We can kind of change this up depending on their mobility, depending on how far down they can squat. But most, most people seem to be able to do a goblet squat with a decent range of motion the very first day. And then some type of upper body push. I love push-up variations if they can do them. A lot of times it's from an incline position with their hands elevated several feet off the floor simply because that makes it 
easier, the higher you're elevated, the easier it is. And also an inverted row variation, pretty much the kind of what I call reverse push up so people can have a visual. And a lot of times I'll just start with those first three movements because when you teach people something, like I said, if they can learn it really quick, they're like, oh my gosh, this isn't as hard as I thought it was. You know, I can do this. So you build that confidence from day one. And then I want to get them as strong as I can on a few movements at first. And then we start introducing other exercises. And then we can start introducing things like, you know, do you want to deadlift? Do you want to squat a barbell? Do you want to press a barbell overhead? So it's really about building a solid foundation, getting people strong quickly with some basics from the beginning, and then progressing from there, depending on their preferences and goals. Awesome. <laughs> and things like farmer carries are awesome. Which yeah. You, know, I don't like those. you always throw those in Stace, at some point. Stacey really likes those. I hate them. I do I them, but I hate, hate them. them. <laughs> yeah, I have a love-hate with them. Viv, Viv and I have um, kind of opposite favorite movements in Strongman, which is both of our sports, um, which is always kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like static lifting, which is funny because I don't, I've never done powerlifting, but I really like you static would be lifts. So good at powerlifting. What's, and, what's a static lift, if you don't mind? Or like more, um, like you're not moving with it. You're, yeah, you're not moving with it. So you're like not a deadlift, it just a deadlift, and then you're not moving it anywhere. You're just deadlifting it. Um, any kind of squat, usually. Atlas stones, I'm pretty okay at. Um, yeah, that stones kind of is the only thing that we both agree on because all the kind of stuff that I like are what we call like dynamic movements where you're actually like oh, running okay. with weight Take, on your back, <laughs> taking and carrying something. So, like yoke or farmers or tire oh, flips, okay. like where yeah. I'm actually like going know, going somewhere. <laughs> Our That's static lifts are more lifting, like the power lifting. Not just lifting stuff. a heavy thing and putting it down, lifting a heavy thing and taking running it with it. I got you. Um, Having to learn the terminology. Yeah. It's cool. It's just cool. different. It's, like, funny because every time I, like, pick up a new sport, I'm like, oh, now I have to learn a new dictionary. <laughs> um, so d- how, do you, how do you feel about food? What kind of food do you eat? I love food. I eat everything. <laughs> I do. I seriously, I'll eat anything within reason. <laughs> I like trying new things. Like, I'll, I'll try any kind of food. But for the, are you talking about for the most part? Like, yeah, typically? like, what, what? What do you find fuels you best? Like For what are your, yeah? What are your kind of your performance foods? Not your not your Sunday brunch. <laughs> I'm gonna go hog wild food, but uh, I again, I typically I find that I do better with uh, a good amount of carbs. If I don't have enough carbs, I feel really sluggish. My brain feels really foggy, and so like one of the first things I have my first meal of the day that I've had for several months is just a smoothie. It's just frozen berries, a banana. Um, milk, Greek yogurt. What else is in there? Something else is in there. Like spinach. cinnamon and kale. I put kale. It there actually blends better than spinach because <laughs> you can't taste it. It's just yeah. sneaking in some greens. But I mean, that's a lot of, you know, sugars and stuff. And that just, it makes me feel good. It keeps me full. And then other than that, I'm, I'll eat anything. I mean, I like pastas. I like meat. I like potatoes. I like vegetables. You know, I try to make sure we eat well. We eat a lot of greens, like have a salad with dinner and stuff. But other than that, it just... I try to eat mostly real foods, but I definitely don't, I don't have anything that I abstain from entirely. My philosophy when it comes to kind of sweets and stuff is if I really want it, I'm going to go eat it. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it is. If that was my life philosophy, I would be. <laughs> You'd be in an ice cream bath right now. I, yeah, I would be like oh, one of those cream, people that's yeah. bedridden because they can't walk. Oh. <laughs> not, I mean, that's not funny. Like, it would, it's a real oh. <laughs> That's a real situation. <laughs> um, 
No, I think it's I think it's important that you said even though you eat everything, like you feel good when you eat vegetables and, and try to eat like, real foods. And I think reason. yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much like anybody that I talk to that um, does performance like that. You know, a lot of people put out in media that I see, like there's, you know, the deadlifts and donuts and the eat, yeah, lift big, eat big. And there's like all these things where they're like showing these insane foods. And I'm and I'm looking at the people and I'm like, I know that you cannot be eating like that all the time because I know what that does, not just to your body, but like to how you feel when you just eat junk food all the time, you know? And then you find out, you talk to these people and they're like, no, I eat chicken and rice. (laughs) Oh gosh. You know? like No, I mean, I eat well, but I definitely, I unapologetically enjoy like ice cream. That is, that is my go. That is my go-to. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm getting unapologetically like ice cream as well. I'm getting happy just thinking about it. That's how much I love it. But yeah, I, yeah, I've seen that too. I've seen people that, yeah, they lie about what they eat, and I don't get that. They don't let people take pictures of them eating, quote, junk foods. Yeah. Because they don't it's want like people to know the they other, right? like, like, Or the, vice versa. There's, yeah, there's the people that, like, mm. want to show that they only eat healthy, but really they're not perfect, and they eat these other foods. And then there's, you know, the opposite side of the spectrum, which is people just only showing junk food and pretending like they never eat healthy food. But really, if you're talking about an athlete, it's somewhere in the middle where they're focused on healthy foods most of the time, and then they allow themselves like a splurge, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but, um, I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing that most people just find a way to have balance because it's, you know, like one way or we're another human. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like pe- people aren't willing to show their human side, you know? Oh, I'm totally human. I'll show mine. <laughs> I mean, like, Come on, we'll, have some, we'll share a pint of ice. Actually, I don't share ice cream. Bring your own pint of ice cream. We'll each have our own pint of ice cream. We can all sit around eating our pint of ice cream. Okay, so my paleo <laughs> listeners, you can just, but like my favorite, um, <laughs> I, my favorite like treat lately is I found Ben and Jerry's has a Greek peanut butter banana frozen yogurt. John. And because it's like frozen yogurt, it's a lot less. Um, is that what you're cal- telling yourself? Like calorically dense. <laughs> And I don't feel like a nasty hangover the next day. Like if I eat like real ice cream, ice I'm not cream saying it's something I'm doing every night. I'm just saying like now when I crave ice cream, it's the thing that I go to instead of eating like, like when I eat Jenny's, which is what like most of the paleo people eat because it's grass fed, hyper fancy ice cream. And it's like super, it's like super, super expensive. expensive. It's, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong, but like, but it's also ten dollars a pint. I know. And. <laughs> when I eat it, I'm like, it's so heavy. Like, it's because I can't just eat, like, a little bit. Let's be real. Like, you gotta go not, for the pint. It's not gonna, it's not gonna Go happen. big or go home. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna just admit right now, like, it's, I'm not a three spoonfuls, okay, now put it away kind of person, right? Oh, nobody so, is. That's crap. Right. <laughs> so, if I know I'm gonna eat a lot, like, I might as well make a better choice. So, I'm just putting it out there. If people are looking for ice cream, I mean, ben, it's not, like, a paleo food. It's not the highest quality. But it's also not the worst in that, that Ben & Jerry's is, like, my new favorite. I'm all about Ben and Jerry's. Although I'm all about like eating these days, which yeah. is pretty exciting for everybody. It's pretty exciting. And you look am- you look amazing is the thing. It's just the point is every time I see you, you're like shrinking. Today you're wearing jeans. I'm like, where did those come from? How do those fit you? <laughs> well, it's because, well, yeah, you might not know this, but I didn't eat when we started this podcast. As in like, I wasn't eating regularly at all whatsoever. I think and we've, I was on we've covered, we've covered this ground. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. 
was doing all those things. And now I'm like eating all these meals. I ate a bunch of snacks today. It was delightful. <laughs> I um, also, this is, I'm sorry that we're going on so many rants to you, but <laughs> while we're on the topic of food, you see what happens? Um, I started eating Quest Bars this week. Have you ever had one? Yes, I have had What? I mean, why didn't you tell me that? Because you said you were allergic to whey. I know. Um, So I don't know why I decided that it was time to try it again, but I did, and I'm not dead. And (laughs) That's pretty exciting. High five, you win. (laughs) It's delicious. You're not dead, but you may... I'd watch out. She may rip one like really bad if you're allergic to whey. It's true. Well, so when I, when I had whey before, like within two hours, my entire face would break out and my joints would hurt really badly because oh, I have like a problem with dairy. That's time. Yeah. Um, it's not a lactose thing with like stomach. It's like a different body reaction. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it's because it's in a bar and not a protein shake. It's processed differently or something. But I've had two and a half Quest Bars this week. Two and a half. Two and a half. I like how you're <laughs> counting them. That's they're, cute. They're, I like them. If you could see me, I'm making a little heart shape with my hands. Like, <laughs> um, Again, not paleo, but not the worst thing in the world either. Like, it's it when it said gluten-free, I was like, oh, gosh, what's going to be in this? But it was like <laughs> almonds and, and mostly real food. <laughs> it was like mostly Mo- stuff I mean, you can like, read. Yeah, let's not pretend that it's healthy in any way. But... It is um, delightful. I like that it's a high protein. It's convenient option. for like right or before or after your workout, kind of like because like sometimes after it's a I convenient workout, dessert. Let's be real. I mean that like, too. It's a good but I think for me it was um, sometimes I don't get to meals or like get to sit down and eat a full meal after a workout. Mm. So like I grab a Quest bar. Yeah, I have been using RX bars, but this the Quest bars have twice as much protein. Um, I don't want to do them every day because I'm afraid it'll bother me. But I'm, oh, it's exciting to know I could do it. So do you have anything you like to eat after your yeah. workout? What do you, yeah. What do you eat after you work out? What are your What are your favorite like bad girl foods? And I say that with quotations because food is not bad. Yeah. No. Ah, man. My seriously, my favorite go to thing is definitely ice cream. I mean, if you, <laughs> you can give me a choice of everything in the world, and it's going to be ice cream. And what it's always freaking mint chocolate chip. Nice. Nice. Like mint chocolate chip ice cream is just the best thing ever. If I'm feeling crazy, I might go coffee ice cream. Ooh, that's my, that's my food. Coffee ice cream with toffee heat inside is like, oh, let's just not even. (laughs) I I can make some pretty mean brownies too. What brownies? I can make some pretty mean brownies. Yeah, they're chocolate Mm -hmm. with uh, like, uh, no wait. Yeah, chocolate with peanut butter. And like they're homemade, man. This doesn't come from a box. I make these things from scratch, and Vibs they're delightful. They're <laughs> they're like that. little squares. They're little squares of heaven. I mean, it sings when it hits your tongue. It just, it's glorious. It's, so, it is. I mean, you could, come on down to Kentucky. I'll hook you up. Well, I've been to Kentucky a couple times. <laughs> she she won her. Uh, she won her. I title. won my first. Um, well, I won the first USS All Women Show in Kentucky in Cynthia. Oh, holy so crap! So you like Kentucky? I have been to Kentucky, and then next year's nationals is in Kentucky for mm-hmm. USS. So I'll be going down oh, there at on. least once or twice this uh, coming year. Um, oh, that's so awesome! Yeah. What's your so you eat a smoothie for breakfast? What's your post workout? Do you eat anything after you work out to recover? Uh I usually don't. I don't usually have my smoothie until about maybe ten thirty or eleven. So I eat a little later in the day. That's just, that's when I get hungry. I work for a few hours and I have that. And then I'll do a workout after that. And then I don't typically eat until dinner just because that smoothie usually, it's, it's big y'all. I'm not messing. This isn't like some little eight ounce smoothie. Two liter smoothie. Dude, it's big. (laughs) 
It's I don't know. I don't know. I didn't measure it, but it's 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 more than half you of a blender. Her so it's big. Must eat program. <laughs> that's that's only one meal a day. No, no. I, I mean, I understand. No, I, I understand that feeling because I, oh, I never got hungry. So. <laughs> yeah, it just. I, that's just, I mean, but here, my body's kind of weird. Like I'm, I'm an intuitive eater. If I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And it it depends with the time of year. Like sometimes I think more in the winter, I will get a little hunger in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So I'll eat something, then eat dinner later. But like during the summer, I don't know if it's something with the heat. I just have a big old smoothie for my first meal. And then I make dinner at night and that's, that's what works for me. So yeah, I know on it hot works. days here, I'm just like, mm, do really? I have to eat? Like, really? once the summer starts and the humidity is all, like, angry, I'm like, oh, no, not food. Get this it away is, from me. I don't even understand. Well, I didn't say like, that. Sometimes when people say something like, <laughs> well, it's too like, sweet. Like, I just don't even understand. That's <laughs> not a feel that I feel. <laughs> I have that feel. But I like savory foods. If you give me a bowl of soup in the middle of summer, though, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Did you see the Instagram oh, photo of the gluten-free ramen place that I found? Yes. You're going with me, right? <laughs> I've been to so much ramen recently. And We're getting well, off topic again. Have, okay. Oh, we'll talk God. about it after the show then. It's oh. going to happen. We, like we love too. soup. You like pho? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, like, we're <laughs> collagen sisters. We just The more collagen we can get in, the happier we are. And yeah, so. the more soup I have, the better I am. Yeah. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, if somebody just brings me soup, I'm instantly happier. <laughs> awesome. Oh so, Nia, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we didn't cover? Oh, ooh, putting me on the spot. I don't know. I think we actually hit quite a good, good bit of stuff. <laughs> well, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to um, binge like I did. Binge read? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just liftlikeagirl.com is the easiest way to find me and my podcast and articles. Everything is is on that show, bleh, is on that site. If I could talk, that'd be fantastic. And you said you had a book. What's the name of your book? I have a few that I've written, but the, the binge eating one, it's just simply titled 33 Ways to Bake bake Free. See, now you got me thinking about ice cream and baking. <laughs> right. It's 33 ways, 33 ways to break free from binge eating, not bake free from binge eating. I don't think that would That work. might be hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that's the one that we mentioned earlier. Awesome. Well, I highly recommend everybody check out um, – your website, your podcast, you've even got gear, you've got all kinds of stuff, and all the jazz. fist pump, I'm going to be stalking you on social media now, because we're besties, <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Watch out, Absolutely. she does not relent. <laughs> this is how I ended up on the podcast. <laughs> warning, warning. Stalker, stalker. <laughs> awesome, well thank you so much for coming on Strong Women Radio, and um, sharing your message with our readers. It's um, nice to have someone um, making the Kool-Aid that I love drinking and uh, (laughs) spreading the the message that I love. Sharing the love. Getting on the soapbox. It's um, it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Awesome. It was my pleasure, ladies. Thank you. Stay strong, everyone. We'll be back next week. It's a shocker. (laughs)